This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 293 with Rachel Jensen. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to create generational cash flow offshore with timber. My guest in this episode is Rachel Jensen, with a background in biology and Spanish and an original intent of continuing on to medical school. Rachel Jensen's life took a 180 degree turn after her first medical mission trip. To Nicaragua. Rachel joined the ECI development team in 2012, starting as the organization's marketing intern at the administrative offices in Managua, Nicaragua. At the end of her three-month internship period, she had to make a decision between accepting a full-time position with ECI or chasing her dreams in Panama with the United States Peace Corps. She ultimately chose ECI development. Originally from the suburbs of New York, Rachel now calls San Pedro Belize home. Today, Rachel is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for ECI Development, a regional development company based throughout Latin America and Costa Rica, Belize, Panama, and Nicaragua. From the ground up, she has built and grown the sales and marketing department at the Grand Bayman Community. Due to her strong passion of connecting folks with international real estate that meets their goals, she was awarded the Salesperson of the Year for 2014, 2015, and 2016. In addition, Rachel structured the Teak for Residency program in both Panama and Nicaragua to assist those looking to pair up a residency with alternative options outside of their home countries. Rachel is a resident of Panama and thoroughly enjoys the Latin American lifestyle. She is often on the road educating folks at international events about the markets and opportunities abroad. In 2017, Rachel was invited to be a founding member of the Rotaract Club of Ambergris Key and was recently elected for the club's director of professional development. Furthermore, Rachel is the co-founder of a biannual women's retreat, Five Days to Freedom, helping guide women towards financial, spiritual, and international freedom. All of the resources uh, that Rachel will share in today's episode will be available at cashflowninja.com forward slash teak. And this includes a white paper on timber antique investments. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobster or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja to 44222. I'm publishing weekly and daily videos on YouTube. You can check out all of my videos at youtube.com forward slash cashflow ninja. Please subscribe to my channel to get updates when I post these videos. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic 
market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you are an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies will not only disrupt money, but every industry on the planet. These new innovations and technologies will affect every area of our lives in the future. The cryptocurrency course teaches you everything you need to know about getting started and profiting with cryptocurrencies and includes expert training from the top crypto experts in the world. You'll learn how to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies, how to safely store your crypto, how to become a sound investor, even if you're just a beginner, and how to apply blockchain technology to your business. You can watch a free crypto masterclass and grab the crypto course at cashflowninja.com forward slash crypto course. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Their simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com forward slash guide. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, MC. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, excited to have you on and I've uh, been following you and, and, and seeing what you guys are up to. You're up to a lot of interesting, many interesting <laughs> stuff, which I'm very excited to get into. Before we start, Rachel, can you um, give my listeners a little bit of, um, uh, of just and share your background and journey with them? Sure, absolutely. So I grew up about 30 minutes north of Manhattan um, in New York State and always thought growing up that I was going to live in Manhattan during my 20s, 30s, 40s, then go back up to the suburbs. And I got to a point right in, when I was in college, I went to college in Pennsylvania, that I didn't want to go back to Manhattan. Right. I realized there was a much bigger world out there, even though I was a little podunk town in Pennsylvania, but I realized that there was so much outside of the region that I still wanted to explore. So I uh, went into school studying Spanish and biology with the intent of becoming a doctor. And during my sophomore year of college, I went on a medical mission trip down to Nicaragua. That was my first time in Latin America. And I really ended up falling with the country, the culture, the people, being able to speak Spanish with them get in tune with another culture. And I realized when I went back to school after that trip that I may not want to do medicine after that. And I was like, oh no, I just spent two years studying biology and spent all of this money, but continued on with the, with the degree in pre-med and spent, ended up spending a semester abroad in Spain. And when I was there in Spain, that's when I really confirmed the fact that I wanted to be in another country, wanted to learn another language, wanted to do more outside of, out of the United States. And so when I got closer to graduation, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, ended up applying for the Peace Corps and was placed down in Panama to teach English. And that would have been the January following graduation. So after you graduate in May and then going in January, that leaves a good seven, eight months to really do something. I had a great career advisor who said, uh, take this internship in Nicaragua. It was one of the places that we visited while we were there in the country a couple of years ago, spent three months there. And then after that, go to the Peace Corps. And I thought that that was a great idea, right? I could spend a few months abroad practicing my Spanish before going on to Panama. And I ended up staying with the organization 
that I did the internship with. And they're a real estate development company that is also part of the, the teak farms that we're going to be talking about. And I ended up staying with them because I realized that what they were doing in the communities was significant and had significant impact, not just for the local communities. There's a lot of corporate social responsibility there, but also for, for folks who are looking at real estate south of the border, right? Once you start coming south of the border and you realize that quality of construction isn't quite the same as it is in the northern part of where you're, you're from, then it becomes a little bit challenging. So this company offers those type of benefits to the consumer. And in addition to that, they also have teak farms, right? So teak is great for reforestation efforts. It's also great for sustainability, giving back uh, to mother nature. And that was something that I just really fell in love with and really understood. So a lot of benefits to this organization. So I stayed with them. It's been about six years now. And throughout this process, I got introduced to the importance of diversification when it comes to investments, right? I grew up, as I mentioned, in New York. My family's from New York. They're in their little bubble where they don't go more south than Florida. And they didn't really teach me any of the diversification aspects. Rather, instead of just, all right, get some money in bonds and get some money in stocks and put some money in annuities. And, and, and that's just what my world was when I was growing up. So as I started to live abroad, travel more, go to these different countries, really understanding that there's a lot of risk in, in just investing in one sort of one country and one asset class. And so personally, I've invested all throughout Latin America, did a little bit in the States, but I'm heavier outside of the country because I realize that there's a lot of risk. And I think a lot of your, your listeners as well understand that there's a lot of risk in just investing in one asset class, one country. So it's been quite a journey. It's been a, a very, very fun journey. And it's been really exciting to see the rewards of understanding that and uh, being able to give back to folks who are, who are interested in doing the same. No, and uh, fabulously summarized. It was, I was actually, <laughs> the next question I was going to ask you was uh, from an international perspective and being an international uh, investor, how, how, did, how did that change your mind and, and um, gave you a different outlook as an investor? And you talked about diversification and risk. And I just wanted to touch on that. I don't think a lot of people realize yeah. um, that you summarized, as I said, fabulously about Political risk is enormous. The country that you're in is that's an, a massive, massive risk. Yes. The economy of that country uh, that it's in, right? The different markets, um, and then then we get to the different asset classes and parts of asset classes uh, in that. So you've touched a lot about um, this. How do well you've you've shared a lot of ideas of how to. Um, diversify and look at things a little bit differently and um, how to balance some of your investments. What were some of the things that um, you've come across and that you've seen work pretty well with regards to that? Sure. So of course, going internationally generally and, and taking a, a quick step back is a lot of the, the folks that I dialogue with, and I think a lot of your listeners as well, and, and maybe some of them, not all of them, are either from North America. And North America for the past 100, 150 years has been a pretty stable place. Right? I mean, there are some revolutions in some local, local jurisdictions, local parts, but as a country, it's quite safe. And what we don't realize, and what as a North American I feel comfortable saying this, is that we don't realize that there is a chance for a downfall at any point, right? Electing the wrong president, putting the wrong people in, in government, um, anything really can contribute to that. 
And we've just been so jaded in a sense that everything's fine, that we haven't really considered looking internationally. And when you look at Europe, for example, right, the European borders have changed so many times. And it's not uncommon for somebody from Europe to have another passport, to have property outside of their home country, to have a bank account in euro, a bank account in pounds, a bank account in US dollars, because they understand they've been through it before, what sort of risks there is. And it's great that we're living in a, in a happy country in a place that's, that's doing well and the stock market is doing fantastic, but there's a lot more risk to it. So what I've realized and what's doing well for me personally is real estate is when international real estate, more and more people are buying south of the border. People are realizing that it's important to be diversified. Um, real estate, of course, is, is pretty correlated to the market and how well people are doing. But I, I found that that has been doing quite well for me. Something else that I personally own and we're going to talk about during this podcast is teak, which is a hardwood, very, very fine hardwood. And it's used in a lot of outdoor furniture, boats, construction. And it hasn't, I haven't had the, the point of it going to harvest yet, but adding that sort of long-term investment to my portfolio makes me feel more comfortable when I'm looking at what I'm invested in and the timelines for each sort of investment. Because with modern portfolio theory, yes, you have different investments in terms of asset classes, but something else that's really important is diversification in terms of timeline. Right, making sure that you have things that are going to produce and investments that are going to produce for you continuously and not just tomorrow. And especially in real estate, it's easy for us to look at, all right, I want to buy this house now and next month there'll be renters and I'll have this income for 20, 30 years. And you think about the risks that are involved with that as well. But what it's harder for a lot of people to see is the long term, right? Is all right, well, this is not going to produce something for me right now, but it'll produce something for me in 10, 20, 30 years. And that's a challenge. That's a challenge for a lot of people to think and to fully understand. So being able to come to terms with that, understanding that a timeline in terms of diversification and assets is really, really important. So go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was I, I was just going to say it's so, so important uh, to not, you know, from a risk management standpoint, uh, have a plan, but also to prepare for many different variables that you've touched on uh, and shared as well. Um, and when it comes to investing, yeah, especially when, when you look at the, the modern portfolio theory and how to balance your investments, um, and then also look at different scenarios, right? Because as you mentioned, you know, where I live in, in North America, people still have a little bit of the mentality to that. You know, that cannot happen right, here right. where I'm looking at my home country and having grown up in South Africa, I know things can happen and they can happen rapidly. Um, so very, very, uh, very, very important. You touched on um, teak, which is in the timber um, kind of niche. Why would someone be in, interested or why would someone invest in, in timber in that asset class? Sure. So timber has been around for a really long time in terms of an investment. And for a long time, it has really been reserved for the ultra wealthy, right? The people who have hundreds of millions of dollars to put into a farm to, to manage the farm, take care of it, clean it, bring it to harvest. And when you're looking at a, an investment in timber and you're thinking about how much money you want to put into it, it typically does turn out to be hundreds of millions of dollars and maybe a little less in some cases because you're buying volume. 
right? And when you're buying volume, it means it's more expensive to, to purchase and to maintain and keep up and bring to harvest. So for a long time, these ultra wealthy families have been investing in timber. And it's not a fad. It's not something that just popped up last year. And we said, let's jump on the bad wagon. It's been happening for centuries. And the reason why these ultra wealthy families have been putting timber in their asset classes and in their portfolio is because of the fact that it continues to just turn an income continuously for the family, leaving a legacy, right? So you plant trees 25 years later, you harvest it, then you replant and you do it again. And you're keeping it in the family for generations. And it's not just something the kids or the kids who just turned 16 can kind of say, all right, we're going to sell off this stock, for example. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to buy myself this brand new Porsche. And then who cares about what happens to the rest of the money, right? In a sense, it's locked in, which is beneficial for a lot of really ultra wealthy families because they want to be able to keep this investment in the family and keep it doing well. And some of the big examples of people who are invested in timber is the Harvard Endowment Fund. They have about $10 billion invested in timber, uh, excuse me, $3 billion invested in timber. It's 10% of their, their assets, their holdings. There are a lot of other big endowment funds, Duke, for example, Yale, they also have timber. Um, big folks like Ted Turner, they have hundreds of millions of dollars invested in timber itself. So what's been a challenge is for what I call the average investor to get involved, right? Because I don't necessarily have hundreds of millions of dollars to put in a farm. That'd be great. But at this point in my life, I don't have that. So to be able to offer the average investor the opportunity to get into the opportunity has been fantastic. And through this teak ownership that we'll be talking about, we've been able to do that. And to clarify, when I say the average investor, I don't mean people who have no experience in investing, right? You could be the most sophisticated investor in the world, but if you don't have $100 million to put in an investment, then you're more along the lines of the average investor in terms of your resources. So it, Timber, it's not a fad. It's been around for a while. It's been used by the ultra wealthy for that general, general wealth stewardship and for that legacy building. Right, keep it in the family, keep the momentum going. And you have it not just for your generation, but for future generations as well. So one of the other big benefits to timber is that it's uncorrelated to the stock market. So from 2008 to 2012, when we saw the recession and people were frantically on the computer selling their shares and, and trying to get out of the stocks, is the trees just continue to grow, right? They're going to continue to grow no matter what's going on. And timber specifically is really advantageous because it doesn't expire. So let's say from 2008 to 2012, that was the time when the trees would have been harvested, but it didn't make sense to sell them at that point because of what was going on in, in the stock market. Well, we could just let the trees continue to grow, right? We can let the trees continue to grow and they don't end up ever expiring. So that's a really big benefit, especially when you're thinking about risks in terms of agriculture, right? Agriculture, it's, well, if there's no market, then all of these these mangoes or whatever are going to go to, to waste and we're not going to be getting anything from it. So as trees continue to grow in size, they literally also grow in value. So timber has been really popular from that regard because you know that, hey, it's going to grow no matter what's going on and then bring it to harvest when it makes sense. Now, you've mentioned teak earlier in, in our conversation within this asset clause. What is so attractive about teak specifically within uh, timber? Sure. So teak is one of the fine hardwoods and it has been around for centuries. A fun fact is that it was used on the Titanic for the decking and it was oh. also used in the Titanic on their furniture, their outdoor furniture. So there's a Chase lounge chair that was pulled up after the Titanic sank and you can see it in a museum. Um, I don't remember where exactly the museum is, but it, 
it's completely, I mean, it looks brand new, right? They've just cleaned it up a little bit and it looks brand new. And why I'm saying this is because there's the real value to the teak, right? And a lot of people end up buying teak as outdoor furniture. It's used on a lot of fine boats. So if you're familiar, if any boaters are listening, Chris Craft, they have boats that are going for a few hundred thousand dollars that contain teak. And that's one of their specialties. And, and it is used in a lot of tropical construction because it's resistant to fire, rot, termites, a lot of those risks that you think about when thinking about timber, teak is resistant to that. So you'll find it on a lot of the outdoor furniture. You'll find it in a lot of construction as well in those tropical climates. I mean, examples in construction are beams. Um, examples are, are hardwood floors, uh, of course, the furniture, but it's also used. And if you, ha if you have a lot of money to spend in construction, you're going to be putting it towards uh, teak in your house. And teak specifically is being harvested at a rate of 8 to 12 times quicker than it is being replanted. And because it is a longer harvest cycle, it's about 25 years from the point that you plant it to the point that you harvest it, um, there's a lot of worth to it, right? So it's not just something that somebody can plant in their backyard tomorrow and be com competition with you in two or three years. It's something that a lot of forward-thinking individuals invest in because it does have this real value to it. So it's, it's a, so just to summarize those points there, it's being harvested at a rate of 8 to 12 times quicker than it's being replanted. It also has a lot of really unique characteristics that other timbers and hardwoods don't have with regards to it being resistant to fire, rot, termites, bugs, any of those risks. Uh, and also, one of the neat parts is that the people who are buying teak, right? So teak is, ex teak is expensive. It's an expensive hardwood because of the value. And the people who are buying it are primarily the Indians and the Chinese. And the Indians and the Chinese are also projected to be the most populous countries, India and China, in, by 2100. And they're just about there now as well, but by 2100. And they're also the biggest consumers of teak. And some of the reasons why they're big fans is because of the construction that we mentioned before in their tropical climates. It's also seen as a sign of wealth. So if you have any teak in your home, even if it's just a teak shower mat, which does exist, or a teak, I've seen a teak horse, a horse made out of teak for about $3,000. I mean, there are all of these different sort of ways that you can use it, and the ultra-wealthy do tend to have it in their home. It's seen as a social sign, a status sign. You're listening to Rachel Jensen on the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. You're listening to Rachel Jensen on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. It's very, very interesting how these two um, areas and countries, uh, the Indians and Chinese, really appreciate hard assets because they are some of the biggest purchases of gold out there in the world as well. So very, very interesting to see that they're involved with, with teak as well. Um, and as we mentioned previously in our conversation, a lot of folks still have the, the mindset of things cannot happen here. The Indians and the Chinese definitely know that things can happen uh, where they are as well. Now, Rachel, let's talk about some of the opportunities that you have available for investing in timber and specifically more teak. 
All right. So the opportunities to get involved are quite easy. At Teak Hardwoods, we have two farms and we offer you the chance to become an owner with us. As an owner, you get title to the land. It's yours. You can title it however you please. And you own the land and you also own the trees that are on your land. So we have two opportunities that are available. One of the most popular and the most entry level is a Panama Teak farm. So the, the farm at this point is 19 years old. So we talked about a 25-year harvest cycle, which means at this point, we're only six years away from harvest, which is very, very attractive to folks who may have a little bit more of a difficult time seeing 25 years into the future. So this is only six years away from harvest. Uh, the trees end up growing in value as they grow every single year. And right now, the trees and, and the land, you can get the opportunity for $17,500. Now, we have a special for the Cash Flow Ninja folks, you readers and, and subscribers. You're able to get the tea in for the Panama Teak at $16,900. So it's a $600 discount. And that's good for 30 days after our podcast airs there. So listen, if you're interested in learning more, I'd be happy to send you the business plan, have a conversation with you to see if this opportunity makes sense for your portfolio. and. The second opportunity that we have is in Nicaragua. So in Panama, we have about 250 owners and a lot of them came back to us a few years ago and said, we love the opportunity, but we want more land. So we went on a scouting trip throughout Panama, through Costa Rica and Nicaragua to find the right land to grow the teak. And when you're growing teak, it is critical to right, have the right soil and the right climate. I mean, think about if you go to Home Depot and you get, you get tomato seeds and you put it in a pot and you start growing the seeds, but maybe you're not watering it every day or it doesn't have enough sunlight, it's not going to grow properly. It's the same with teak. You can put a, a sapling in the ground and it may start to grow, but if it doesn't have the right soil or the right climate, it's not going to grow properly. So when we were identifying the second land, it was critical that the new land we were finding had this, these two elements. And we did find that land in Nicaragua. And Nicaragua has been a really unique country that has been under the radar for a lot of people. And we want to tell you more about the country and we could do that during another show. But what in Nicaragua we did is we have larger parcels of land. And this teak, it's two years old. And what's nice about the teak in Nicaragua is that you start to receive thinning proceeds in year 12. So age 10 is when, or 10 years from now is when you'll start to see thinning proceeds, right? So there are a few thinnings that happen throughout the harvest cycle. So you don't, again, you don't have to wait until age 25 in order to start seeing the proceeds come back. And those parcels for half a hectare, that's 1.25 acres, that starts at about $35,000. And we have a special rate, again, for the Cashflow Ninja subscribers, and that's $29,900. So that gives you the flexibility. It makes it a little bit easier for folks to get in at entry-level pricing. Again, you can own the teak however you want to. In Nicaragua, if you have a self-directed IRA that you need to put to work, you can own a Nicaragua Teak parcel through that custodian. And that's been a very, very big advantage for a lot of people who have extra money in their self-directed IRA and don't know what to do with it. Another really interesting factor that I want to mention is we're accepting cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. So uh, you're able to use your Bitcoin in order to purchase the Teak. And that's true for either Nicaragua or Panama. So recapping on the two opportunities, it's entry-level pricing, $16,900 for your own parcel in Panama, $29,900 for 1.25 acres in Nicaragua. Fantastic. And there's other things that play into that as well. Uh, can you share some more information about the residency component? Um, yes. And then also just some upcoming tours, if there were listeners 
Um, I know we have a pretty global audience that are interested to take a, a nice business trip to uh, pursue <laughs> this, in, uh, this investment opportunity in either Nicaragua or Panama. Yes, exactly. So Panama has a really attractive residency right now called the, the Friendly Nations Visa. And even taking a step back before explaining the Friendly Nations Visa, one of the most important considerations when, again, looking at your portfolio and your investments is to realize if your most important asset is protected, right? And your most important asset is yourself. I mean, point blank, that is your most important asset that you have. So by having a different residency, a residency means you can live in another country for usually an unlimited period of time. It just depends on the residency. Then you're all set. But most people don't have that. Most people say, well, I know that something bad is going to happen or, or something and I'm going to need to get out of the country, get out of Dodge, have a plan B, have a landing pad. But the reality is if you don't have a residency, then you're going to be a perpetual tourist and you're never going to be able to live in a country full time. So residency is essentially a green card. And through this Friendly Nations visa in Panama, this residency can lead to a passport. So a lot of people are signing up for the Friendly Nations visa, which is a, a benefit to owning the Teak, right? It comes with the Teak if you want it for an additional $4,300. But with it, you're able to have your plan B. It's your insurance package, essentially, right? You have this green card that'll let you go to Panama anytime you want for any period of time. And it could eventually lead to a passport if that's what you're looking for. So it's been an attractive way for people to pair up the timber components and then also have their, their most important asset protected. And we've seen, we have about 200 people who've gone through the residency process at this point from all over the world, United States, Canada, many from South Africa. Uh, we have folks from Italy, Australia. Surprisingly, a large number of, of people from Australia are getting their residency in, in Panama as well. And with this Friendly Nations visa, you only need to visit the country one day every two years to maintain it one day every two years to maintain a residency, to maintain your green card, which is one of the least amount of times that I've come across in any residencies that you need in order to maintain it. So very attractive. And in Nicaragua, there is a residency, an investor residency that you can participate in. This one, you do need to spend six months out of the year living in Nicaragua to maintain your residency. So if you're not set on living there yet, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the residency, but Panama's easy breezy. You get it, put it in your back pocket, visit one day every two years, and again, it can lead to that citizenship if you want that down the line. And we do encourage you to come down for a tour. See, see the farm, start the residency process. We have one coming up on June 6th, and I think we have about four or five more spots left at this point. If you are an owner with us prior to coming down, there's no cost to join us. We leave from Panama City, go to the, the farm, and then come back to Panama City in that same day. But this is also a really great time if you're considering residency to come down. We'll set up meetings with you and the attorney to get started while you're there because you do have to be in Panama a couple of times to go through the residency process. If you don't know if you want residency at this point, you don't need to pursue it. You can do that down the line. It's, it's completely up to you. But I think one of the neat parts of this opportunity is that we have investors from the age of 23 years old to 95 years old, right? It really varies. And I think what people are seeing and understanding is as a young person, all right, well, I can go through a few harvests in my lifetime. For folks who are on the, the older end of the spectrum, they're saying, well, I wish I knew about this opportunity when I was younger, but I have kids and grandkids that I'd like to leave the teak farm to. So there's no age restriction for participating in this. And everybody from the age of 23 to 95 are understanding the benefits 
of participating in the opportunities. So this basically packages uh, an offshore investment uh, that's diversifying a portfolio for you with Mm -hmm. a plan B backup uh, access to another residency permit. And um, not to get completely on my soapbox, but this is something that (laughs) has to be at the top of the list of everyone, regardless of where you live in the world, because as Rachel just mentioned, you are your number one and greatest and best asset. And especially in the day and age that we live in right now, mobility is key, absolutely key. Uh, You have to have different options available. You have to be responsible for yourself and your family and having that taken care of. um, There's a lot of of turmoil, exciting stuff ahead, a lot of disruption uh, down the pathway. Um, which um, which will have other consequences politically and economically. Unfortunately, as well, it's a good thing to prepare for matters uh, such as this. And then um, I would also say, you know, um, previous guest of the show and a mentor of mine, Doug Casey, used to say, you know, governments look at people as milk cows. Be careful when they start looking at you as a beef cow. So, and I'll finish <laughs> off with that. And now I'm off of my soapbox, Rachel. Rachel, um, where can my listeners reach out to you to learn more about this? Um, where can they email you? Where can they, um, yeah, where, where can they get in touch with you? Sure. So you can reach me by info at teakhardwoods.com, I-N-F-O, at T-E-A-K-H-A-R-D-W-O-O-D-S.com, info at teakhardwoods.com. And let me know that you're a Cashflow Ninja subscriber because that way we'll make sure that we apply that special rate to you. And feel free to reach out whether you just want to talk more about the program generally, the residency, the combination of both. We love hearing your story and why it is that you're doing what you're doing. So thank you, MC. This has been fantastic. Yeah, fan- fantastic to have you on. Now, one of the things that you touched on, Rachel, too, in this show is about legacy and generational planning. And I, I mean, there's no better example than, than Timber, right? Because you're thinking in terms of 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. And uh, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Sure. So one of the big ones would be giving in the community that you live in. And this sounds so silly, but especially as we become more mobile and we're getting integrated into new communities and ones that may not be our home community, right? It's always important to give back to the locals and do, do better than when you were there. So even if you're in a certain place for three months, get involved in the community, do something to give back, right? That's, that's I think, one of the, the biggest, no matter where it is you're going or where it is you're investing. Uh, the second that I would mention for leaving the world better in a sense is, I hate to say this because we just talked about it, but it is the reforestation efforts, right? And I didn't really touch upon this during the podcast, but in Panama, there are really strong reforestation benefits. And with deforestation being such a problem in today's world right now, where people are coming into farms and and plantations and they're cutting down the forest, there's not really a great way to grow that back. And so countries, as individual countries, they're deciding what sort of efforts or benefits they want to have in order to contribute to growing mother nature. And and in Panama, for example, one of the two of the benefits are one to the owner directly. One is you have no property tax on your farm, on your land. 
And the second is you have no income tax on your harvest proceeds. So that's a nice benefit to the owner, but more conceptually is thinking about the world around you and making sure that you're doing everything you can in order to preserve mother nature. Because if you're thinking about your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, your your great, 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 great grandkids, if there's no mother nature around them, then there's not really going to be that opportunity for survival. Right. And the next effort that I have to say kind of goes back to the first one, and that's education of the, the, the people in the community and the culture that you're within. Right. A lot of times we tend to go to these new communities and think that we know the best. Right. Or that what we've done in our home country works really, really well and we need to implement that into a new place. And I think one of the best things and one of the, the best ways to educate people in a new community is sharing with them what you've done, educating, but also learning from them. And as we continue to have that sort of of circle, right, of you educating them and them educating you, we become a lot more understanding of why people are doing what they're doing. You can't go in and and judge a culture, community, or society because you know how to do it better. So those would be my, my three. And I think that being a global person myself and having the opportunities to live amongst different cultures and interact with different cultures and be working with people of different ethnicities, you really start to see that come together. But we are becoming a world that's much more global at this point, right? You can pick up your computer and your phone and go work anywhere in the world if you have that digital nomad capacity. And as the world continues to become that, it's very, very important to understand that. Yeah, absolutely. And what a, what a fantastic world we live in with regards to technology. You're in Belize right now, you know, and yes. I'm on the East Coast. So, um, yeah, jealous, jealous, jealous. So, Rachel, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Oh, no problem, MC. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. This has been fantastic and looking forward to further chatting. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja and thank you for all of your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44. 44- Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you now can also participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Life settlements. Blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies will not only disrupt money, but every industry on the planet. These new innovations and technologies will affect every area of our lives in the future. The cryptocurrency course teaches you everything you need to know about getting started and profiting with cryptocurrencies and also includes expert training from the top crypto experts in the world. You will learn about how to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies how to safely store your crypto, how to become a sound investor, even if you're just a beginner, and how to apply blockchain technology to your business. You can watch a free crypto masterclass and grab the crypto course at cashflowninja.com forward slash 
crypto course. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Their simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com forward slash guide. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.